I'm not walking and I'm still downstairs. <laughs> Three, two, one. Everyone, welcome back to Slasher Cast, the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. And today we I am joined by apparently a ghost version of Tyler. Um Hi, greetings. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's somewhere else apparently and not I've 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 seen to lost my body, I don't know where it is. <laughs> like you can even hear the echo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um guys, uh we as you know last episode we talked about the very we went through the plot and story of the very first Friday the 13th movie and that video was actually surprisingly an hour and somewhat long. Our longest episode yet. Oh, Jesus. It was an hour and like a few, I think it was like an hour for, I think it was an hour, four minutes and a few seconds long. I believe. That must have been, it must it, have been this crazy episode. Yeah, it was a really long episode and um, surprisingly, let's just see how long this one is. Um, yeah, so we're ready for part two. Yeah, when you were no longer a ghost. No longer a ghost? Hello. Oh, he's here. We no longer have a ghost in our mist. I uh, need food to consume, so I'm back. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So, as we did last time, obviously, we have the wiki open. Um... And what we do is is just go through the plot, and after we read each paragraph or each sentence or whatever, uh, we talk about that scene and that moment and what's happened and our thoughts and if there's anything funny that's happened at all. But other than that, um, other than that, yeah, uh, let's. I, I guess we'll just start. Um, further ado, run down about the film before we start. Uh, so that again. John. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a little re- start the plot? Um. Just start the movie right away because many people already know what Friday yeah. Thirteen series is. Well, you can read you... the first paragraph. Okay. Uh, here we are. Start off because I started it last time. Ah. While being a ghost, should they kill? (laughs) Need to drink that aqua. Yeah, my voice is all raspy. It's been days since I've been in human form. (laughs) Are we really going to put this joke up until the end? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I I would, but... (laughs) I, I'm here now. I've, I've been reborn. <laughs> right, if as, you want to start, if you want to start, let's do this because this episode's probably going to be an hour long too. All right. Uh, so a few months after the events of the first film, Alice Hardy, who is played by Adrian King, is still heavily traumatized by an encounter with Miss Pamela Voorhees, who went on a mad and murderous rampage ac- across Camp Crystal Lake a summer camp that Alice was working at. 
She killed Mrs. Voorhees and is now living alone, drawing sketches of herself and often having nightmares about Mrs. Voorhees attacking her. She wakes up one night and answers the phone, which is her mum. She goes to take a shower, but is interrupted by another phone call, though there is nobody on the line this time. She then hears a noise from the kitchen. Arming herself with an ice pick, she is scared by her cat as it comes through in the window. She goes to get food for her cat and is horrified by B- Pamela's rotted head in the fridge. <laughs> then an adult Jason Voorhees, <laughs> Pamela's son, avenging his mother's death, comes and stabs her in the Pimilla? temple. Did you say Pamela? No, I said pa- Pamela. Oh, oh I'm hearing is Pamela. <laughs> did I say Pamela? I think you did. I'm hearing Pamela, unless I'm hearing something wrong here. I heard Pamela. What the fuck is Pamela? Who the Pamilla. fuck is... Who's Pamela? It's Pamela. Pamela Vahis. P- <laughs> Just continue. Alright. Then an adult Jason Voorhees, Pamela's son, avenging his mother's death, comes and stabs her in the temple with the ice pick, killing her. So yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, Alice... Hardy is the character who survived the slaughter of the first film. Um, she, uh, for some reason, came back for this film and decided, hey, I want my character to die. Yeah, Please. I don't really understand that about like uh, survivors. Like, they bring them back for a They bring them back just, just to kill to them off. Again. They bring them back just to kill them. Um, I mean, at least in Scream, I think they kept the same person for four yeah. films. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do believe that it makes no sense that Jason is an adult in this film, and somehow um, this woman is still looks the same. Because this film was only like... This film was, I think, only how many years after the original? Uh, just one. Just one year. This was filmed a year after uh, the original because they went right. We need the first one was that good. We need to make another one. Um, but yeah. So next one. Five years later, a new summer training camp for counselors is being opened down the road from the now deserted and the dilapidated, dilapidated. Camp Crystal Lake. Camp Pakanak, two counsellors, Sandra Deer, played by Marta Kober, and Jeffrey Dunsbury, played by Bill Randolph, are making their way to camp. Before meeting their jokester friend, Theodore Brown, played by Stu... Bowen. Bowen, played by Stu Cano. Can't say names. And get and getting uh yeah, warned, getting warned by the crazy Ralph. Yes. Ralph, is, Ralph back. is back. <laughs> crazy Ralph. Walt Ralph's Garnet. back again. I thought he died, but he's back. That they are doomed. You are doomed. They are doomed <laughs> if they go to Crystal Lake. Sandra, Jeff, and T- Ted continue the camp, and they arrive meeting the owner, Paul Holt, played by John. F- and some other counsellors. These counsellors include wannabe, wannabe, wannabe Scott Ch- Cheney, 
by, by Russell Todd. His crush, Terry McCarthy, played by Kristen Baker, who he can never win over Mark Jarvis, played by Tom McBride, a wheelchair-ridden teen after a motorcycle accident, and his love interest, Victoria Perry, played by Lauren Mary Taylor. Paul gives the counsellors some safety rules and and procedures. Precautions. I can't speak today. By the way, um, I found out from another YouTuber who actually reviewed this film, all of, all of the films. That do you know the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah. In real life, he was actually gay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know uh, that. I didn't know that until like, I watched this guy's review, and that's really interesting. That they didn't go that route with having him gay in the film. And yeah, back in the olden days, they didn't really like stereotype people. I think yeah. they would in real life, but not in movies. Yeah, I think true. they try to like make everyone equal. But nowadays, if someone is gay in real life, they will make them gay in the movie. Yeah, I, I, got I don't. In the Walking Dead. Well, no, they're not always. They don't. I know, but some they try. They try to like peel it out and make some it. Some people, well, true. Like where there was. Anyway, yeah, there's a show what I watched where this character was straight for the most part, and then in the final season, he just turned out to be gay. Because uh, the guy who played him was also gay. Um, but yeah, for the most part, uh, it depends, really, with how the world is at that point, if it's accepting. Obviously, I'm accepting of whatever, don't care, doesn't bother me, do what you want. But me, personally, I don't like Everyone's it. Everyone's equal but... in my eyes. Yeah, everyone's equal in my eyes. I don't really care uh, as long as you're a nice person. I don't give a shit. Um, but it was interesting right, to me uh... that somehow he was, just, you know, in the film. But yeah, this is obviously this is the new camp. Uh, it's Pakanak. Uh, it's one of the most, I think, famous locations in the franchise. I think it's more used than Crystal Lake, I believe. Yeah, it's the only camp, really, that's near Crystal Lake. I do like these uh, cast of characters, though. Like, how they give them, like, each different personalities. Yeah. Each one of them like, has... Even at... Yeah, each one of them has a like... much more of a personality than the others do. Like, when I watched this movie first, I was wondering how they were going to implement the uh, guy in the wheelchair. Hmm. Uh, how, how he would get killed, like if we would just like be sent through yeah. down a set of stairs, or Jason would beat him with the wheelchair himself. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it is interesting of how most of the people's deaths do symbolize something about them, in a way. Like almost with every horror, a person. That's what. Freddy, Freddy does most of his kills are representations of the people he's doing the killing to. Right, if you want to read, yeah, the... I can't remember one like, yeah. All right, uh, Paul's assistant Ginny Field, played by Amy Steele, arrives late and is scolded. And after a short meeting in Paul's office, he's hinted they have some. Something romantic going on. 
That night around the campfire, Paul tells the councillors about Jason, how he drowned, and Jason's mother, Pam, Pamela, Pam, Pamela, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, went into a rage and killed several people. A lone survivor, Alice, chopped her head off before someone else, but then someone else killed Alice years before. No, yeah, so it's set in the future. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Alice died. Right. Alice died. This is this film. The main part of the film is set five years after Alice was murdered. So I'm assuming, like by now, Jason's like at least eighteen. Yeah, it's probably older. Point. Right, go ahead. Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, where am I? Ah. Paul says the locals believe that Jason killed. Alice and now roams the woods still alive, avenging his mother's death. And then Ted, wielding a spear and donning a monster mask, leaps from the woods, scaring the teens. Paul assures everyone Jason is dead and tells everyone to go hang out in the Bane Lodge. He also tells them that the original campsite is off limits and to stay away from it. But does anyone fucking listen? No. No. <laughs> no one fucking listens. That's so- that's how you get killed. Like, like, I don't know why they built another camp or decided to have the other camp next to Camp Crystal Yeah, why Lake. build another camp right next to the original camp? Where many people died. Who thinks that's a good idea? Who thinks that's a good idea? Who thinks, right... Let's build a summer camp, but we can't use that old one. We'll just leave that. Instead, we'll build it straight next door. Who thinks that's, that's a genius plan? That's genius. I bet the bloody... Uh... Just... <laughs> I want to know how that went down with the planning committee or whoever built the place and went, are you sure you want to build that there? <laughs> I think it was because it was really low cost. It must have been. It must have like no def- one's gonna buy it. Yeah, no, no one. It's definitely that something that's happened there that it was definitely didn't cost them much to build at all. It, it only cost five dollars for your campsite. <laughs> I'll I'll take it for four dollars fifty and a chewing gum. <laughs> chewing gum. Right. Uh. Right. Uh, Scott. Scott tries to win Terry over. Jeff and Sandra dance. Ginny beats Paul in chess and Mark arm wrestles with Vicky. Cheering him on, Ginny retwe- retreats to her cabin but is greeted by Paul at her cabin. They begin to kiss passionately outside Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph spies on the lovers, but before he can continue, Jason murders him with a lace of uh, barbed wire. Give me a second. Give me a second. Close your eyes. Ralph! Close your... Tyler, close your eyes. Close your eyes. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. No, I mean, close your eyes. Right, close your eyes. We're here today to... Say goodbye to Crazy Ralph. He was a crazy nutter. But, you know. You're all gonna die! You're all doomed! He was more than a friend. He was family. <laughs> oh, wait, well, he touched I? our hearts in so many ways. 
Jason murders him with a lace of barbed wire, making him his first victim of his rampage of revenge that night. The next day, the counselors engage in some training activities, and then while the counselors are taking a swim in the lake, Jeff and Sandra sneak off to the abandoned Camp Crystal Lake. You got told not to go there, you fucking idiots. Um, and then they do, like, an hour later. Yeah. But before they can get uh, very far, they are caught by a police officer who brings them back Thank to Paul. God. The officer is flabbergasted at the fact Paul barely punishes Jeff and Sandra, and the officer leaves while driving. He catches sight of Jason running into the woods towards Crystal Lake, thinking he is a trespasser. The officer pursues him to a to run down crudely built shack inside the office inside the officer is murdered by Jason with a hammer claw to the head yeah and that's where the famous shack came from where he keeps his mother's head yeah and if no one hasn't seen it it's literally just a bunch of sheets just piled together on top of each other if I remember if I remember if, if I remember I'll leave it up edit with a picture in the video form. Yeah, just like a small picture like right here or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um but yeah. Uh the that's the only time we actually see the shack. The shack's not really in any of the other films. But it's really prominent but in the games it's really it's, it's, it's real it's re- a really prominent thing in the game. Because in the game, uh I think one of the only ways to kill Jason is specifically using the shack. Well, no, uh, the only way to kill Jason in the game is that a woman needs to get sweater. Uh, yeah, but just and then you need Tommy Jarvis to have a machete. And then what you need is you need to collect Jason's mask, knock it off his face, take it, uh, and then what you do is someone basically someone will uh, distract Jason by wearing the sweater. Then someone knock him down onto his knees, and then Tommy gra- get with the machete will go up to him, press a button, and then you put the machete into his head, and that's how he dies. So besides escaping, that is the only way yeah. you can beat Jason. That's the only way. But you really need to make sure if you're going to do it, you are in a game with people who. Obviously, you're talking to or you're friends with, because other than that, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, they need to know what they're doing. Because not a lot of people aim to kill him uh, when you're playing the game. A lot of people mainly will just uh, try and escape. Which no one ever does in the entire film franchise. Yeah, no one in the entire franchise tries to fucking escape. (laughs) They're all just trying to hide and just hope for the best. That's what... Like the game doesn't kind of do the films justice in that way that you don't really know about Jason. Like everybody in this, everybody in the camps running away from him. Right. If I you think wanna... that's what the new implemented single player does now. Yeah, the single player does that. As long as you're in the shadows and that, you're not going to get found. Right. If you want to read yeah. the next paragraph. Okay. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's the that one. That night, Ginny. <laughs> There you go. That night, Ginny, Paul, Ted, and the rest of the councillors decide to go into town for one last party at Casino Bar. 
That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. I remember Sco- <laughs> just before I continue, I remember frigging the Scooby Doo uh and the Cyber Chase. I think it was like a city college or whatever. <laughs> just one of these really generic names and then someone joked about it saying they graduated it before going to town school. <laughs> Alright then. <laughs> I don't know, I just remember me of that. All right, okay. Egg one. Uh, Mark, Vicky, Terry and Scott decide to stay at the camp. Uh, Jeff and Sandra are forced to stay back at the camp as punishment by Paul for them sneaking off to Camp Crystal Lake earlier in the film. And Jason comes in and murders the remaining counsellors one by one. First, Terry goes skinny dipping and chases Scott into the woods where he steals her clothes. Scott is caught in a snare in a tree. Terry goes back to, to her cabin to get a knife to cut Scott down. So first, if you didn't get first, Terry goes skinny dipping and chases Scott into the woods where he steals her clothes. Scott is caught in a snare in the tree and Terry goes back to her cabin to get a knife to cut Scott down. While waiting for Terry to return, Jason slashes Scott's throat with a machete. Terry comes back to Scott with a knife to find him dead. She attempts to flee, but is murdered as well. Mark and Vicky decide to sleep together that night, and Vicky goes to freshen up. Jeff and Sandra go upstairs and have sex. While waiting for Vicky, Mark Oh, yeah, I'm, on, I'm ju- I thought you were finished then. Egg one. Uh, no, no, I'm just confused about why every Friday the 13th film there's always a sex. I think we talked about this in the first part. Well, this. Well, if you finish, I'll tell you in a minute. Go on. Yeah, alright. While waiting for a vacate, Mark rolls out porch in his wheelchair. He's killed by Jason, who buries a machete into his face. And Mark goes rolling down a flight of stairs backward in his wheelchair. Like I said earlier, he gets he gets a machete in the face and goes downstairs in a wheelchair. Yeah. Jason then enters the main lodge, grabbing Ted's spear, and heads upstairs to a lovemaking Jeff and Sandra. Right. So I'll read my paragraph and then we'll talk and then I'll talk about Um Yeah. Jeff and Sandra are about to finish when Jason badges in the room and impales them both with the spear, which penetrates them and then on then on through the bed and into the floor. In the fu- in the future, the prompts the this prompts Rob Deer, Sandra's older brother, who appears in Friday Thirteenth the Final Chapter, to seek revenge against Jason. Vicky returns and goes upstairs to investigate, but only finds Jeff and Sandra dead, and Jason, who now is shown uh, clad in a burlap sack over his head. And overalls, and overalls, Jason slashes Vicky's right leg with a butcher knife and corners her and stabs her in the stomach. Ginny and Paul leave a very drunk Ted behind and arrive back at the camp. Upon entering the main cabin, they find it dark and empty. They find blood everywhere, upstairs, 
Soon after, Jason, wielding a pitchfork, attacks Paul and Ginny. Paul is knocked unconscious and Ginny is attacked first. Ginny hides in a bathroom and attempts to escape through a window. But Jason appears outside and grabs her. Ginny runs into the kitchen, finds Crazy Ralph's corpse in the pantry and escapes the lodge with her car. Unable to start, Ginny chased across the camp by Jason. She hides under a bed inside another cabin but sees a rat and urinates in panic. Through this, Jason finds her but she manages to salvage a chainsaw and wounds his right arm. Then as Jason recovers, she smashes a chair across his back and he is rendered unconscious. So, hmm. basically, when that couple gets stabbed through the bed, um, the woman was actually underage. Dear. Yeah, I. The, the, like, act- uh... the actress was actually underage uh, for this that scene. She wasn't eighteen at the time uh, by the law. And so to I get... know, but they didn't really do it in real life. So, yeah, I know. I mean that. Not that. I mean not that. But I mean that in movies they're not allowed to obviously show the nudity. So that's why the way they filmed it was lo- not looking at her, you know, body fully. Yeah. Main main part you see is the back. You don't see the front of her. You see the back of her mainly because it's her who gets stabbed first, technically. Yeah, and I did like all the kills in. In these two massive paragraphs, yeah, that we just reviewed. This this one is a really long paragraph. There's no like tech. There's no speech in this one. So that's when when Ralph is talk like when there's scenes with Ralph. There's no speech. Ralph, Ralph was in the she again, yeah. just like he was in the first film. <laughs> right. Um. If you want to read the next one. Okay. Ginny flees into the woods and stumbles upon Jason's dilapidated shack. Upon entrance, she finds a rustic shrine dedicated to Jason's dead mother, which consists of Pamela's decapitated head, her sweaters, pants, a machete, and candles, as well as the corpses of Winslow, Terry, and Alice. Jason begins to break down the door which Ginny barricaded, and the girl develops a plan. She puts on (laughs) Pamela's sweater, pretends to be her, calling Jason's name and luring him into a trance. The trick works for a moment, but Jason, seeing his mother's head still on the shrine, eventually realises the rules and attacks Ginny, injuring her leg. Paul appears and struggles with Jason. Uh, With Ginny having time in her hand, she grabs the drop machete and buries it deep into Jason's left shoulder, apparently killing him. Before leaving the shack, Paul and Ginny remove the killer's burlap sack, horrified with they see of his face. I will also leave a, uh, if I remember, I will edit a picture of Jason's face at this moment. Um, it's a bit grotesque. I will, with these with these from now on with podcasts, I will try and put images in randomly in between me and Tyler's face cams, just to um, yeah, add just a bit like... of just something for you guys to look at. Uh, but yeah, uh, why would you stop and take the guy's mask off? <laughs> Because he assumed he was dead. That was obvious. Yeah, but 
you know, let's finish the f- sentence and then we'll talk about it after. Uh, Paul and Ginny stumble back to camp and take refuge in a cabin, but hear noises outside. Paul slowly opens the door to reveal Terry's little dog, Muffin. They are, relie- they are relieved until Jason, now unmasked and showing his horrid, horrendous facial deformities, smashes through a window behind Ginny, grabs her and drags her outside. The next morning, Ginny is being l- loaded in a stretcher and put in an ambulance as she appar- repeatedly calls Paul's name. Paul is no- nowhere to be seen, leaving his fate unclear. The final shot shows Pamela Voorhees' rotten, decapitated head. So yeah, uh, that is how the movie ends. The movie ends where we see Ginny in a stretcher in a bed, and uh, we are not clear of how she lived. We are not clear about uh, her boyfriend's life, if he died or not. We're not clear about anything with this ending. It's anticlimactic. Yeah, and I think part three takes place right after part two, even though it was filmed a year later. Yeah, uh, I think part three does, yeah. Yeah, I think it does, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, because because I think I remember uh, the monster mask. I think Jason picked it up in part three, and then that's what he uses as his iconic appearance. Does he? I believe. I, I believe he picked it up in part... Yeah, part, know, th- yeah, yeah, part three. three, he kills one of the people. Because part three is actually in first person. Uh, until uh, uh, he gets the healthy it's... mask. Uh, because part three was supposed to be a 3D film. Yeah, part three was 3D actually... Effects, but... Yeah, later on they did do a 3D. I think one of the films is... kind of thought that the mask was in... From part two was using part three, but I guess I was wrong. Part part three is where he gets his hockey mask Uh, because they do um, part uh, because when it came to the hockey mask, it happened to be that they needed a mask for Jason, so someone happened on set to have a hockey mask. So instead of going out to buy one, they Use this guy's hockey mask, and it just became the famous look for Jason at that point. It just became. Yeah, I noticed how most horror, horror villains tend to use masks. Yeah, but I think the only one that I know that doesn't like hide his face is Freddy Krueger. Freddy wears burnt. Obviously, he's like he's just a burnt guy. I I, he, I know he's scared, but he still uses his real face. His mask technically is this dream world where he lives instead of it being an actual mask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, guys, um, this one has been us talking about Friday the 13th Part 3. Part two, I mean, Part 2, not 3. We Obviously, we are going through each of the films leading up to... We're going to do all the old films and then we'll finish off with the remake... And then we'll move over to Freddy vs. Jason. I mean, we'll move over to Freddy films leading up to the remake. And then we'll do Freddy. But then we'll cap it off with Freddy vs. Jason. But we have actually planned to go through two scripts 
we have planned to go through uh, the original concept for Freddy vs. Jason, which was actually just called Nightmare Freddy Meets Jason. And then we're going to go through, I think it were a planned or an unmade script for Scream, which was actually leaked, and it's the reason they had to change stuff, because that script got leaked. So we are going to go through that, uh, but until then, guys, I hope you enjoyed. I have been one of your hosts, Slasher. Oh, wait, and I've been the other host, Tyler. And, yeah, he, he hasn't got the hang of that. But yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed, and we will see you guys in the next uh, video or wherever you're listening to this. Don't forget, the podcast goes upon various audio platforms after the video comes out, either hours, days, or whatever after the original video is released on my channel. Wherever you're listening to this, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Slash Media. Also, check out my second channel, Slash Media EX, and I hope you guys uh, had... Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of SlasherCast. And let's uh, see you guys in the next one. And bye for now.